welcome to the Prince of Peace Lutheran Church Sermon Podcast. This is Pastor Joe McGarry. On Sunday, July 29th, we start the Bread Series, where for the next five weeks we will be reading from the Gospel of John, the sixth chapter. This week, we read about Jesus feeding the 5,000 and how with a little we can do so much. Enjoy this week's podcast and be blessed. The Holy Gospel according to John the 6th chapter. Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, also called the Sea of Tiberias. A large crowd kept following him because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. Jesus went up the mountain, sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they among so many people? Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in the place, so they sat down, about five thousand in all. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, also the fish, as much as they wanted. They were, when they were satisfied, he told the disciples, Gather up the fragments of the leftovers so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled twelve baskets. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, This is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. When Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. When evening came, his disciples went down by the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea coming toward the boat. And they were terrified. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. Then they wanted to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the land toward which they were going. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So today we make a transition from the Gospel of Mark to the Gospel of John. And from now until the end of August, we're going to read through the entire chapter 6 of the Gospel of John. And we begin our journey by reading the story, the account of Jesus feeding 5,000. And then throughout the next few weeks, we'll read what does that mean to Jesus? And how does he explain it to his disciples? This is a familiar story to many of us. 
And this is the only miracle story in all the Gospels. So this story is accounted in every single Gospel. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus goes up this mountain with his disciples. And when he sees this large crowd approaching him, Philip asks him, Where are we to buy bread so that we could feed everyone? They saw the need of the people coming towards them. And Jesus says this because he wants to see what the reaction is. Maybe Jesus was hinting back to the Old Testament when God fed the Israelites with bread from heaven as they're making their way to the promised land. Maybe this was a test to see if Philip and the other disciples were really paying attention to what Jesus had been doing up to this point as they followed him. If they really believed that he could do anything with the power of God. And Philip doesn't really catch on to what Jesus is saying. And he says there's six months wages would not be enough to feed each person just a little bread. He doesn't understand what he should do. Then this unnamed boy comes and gives them bread and fish. And this becomes an offering and a communion for the people gathered. Two barley loaves, five barley loaves and two fish are not enough to feed 5,000 people. But with Jesus, it is enough. Now, we, we think what with the stuff that we have, with the gifts and talents that God has blessed us with, that we do not have enough to do the work that God is calling us to do. We don't have enough time. We don't have enough energy or people or money to do what God is calling us to do. Suddenly, what we once thought was possible seems to be impossible because we realize that we do not have enough. Do we want to have a successful church with a, a ton of kids running around? To have a powerful worship service every week? And to have people come to us from miles around to be in this church? Yes, of course we do. Well, can we truly make that happen? Suddenly, questions and doubts and fears start to creep into our mind. And suddenly we don't think it is possible anymore. We don't believe we can do the work that we are called to do. But Jesus sees what we have, just like he saw that the bread and the fish would be enough. Jesus knew that once the people, once the people became inspired from watching what the disciples were doing, he knew that there would be enough. Jesus knows that we have enough as well. That the generosity of the people in this room are enough, not only to change this church, not only to change the lives of the people who are part of this church, but to change the community as well. We are enough. So Jesus, he, he feeds 5,000 people, and there is food left over. But once the people are fed, once they realize that Jesus is something special, they wanted to go to him. They wanted to touch him. They wanted to be near him. So he leaves. 
Now this crowd is confused, maybe even disappointed, and they feel lost after watching this amazing miracle happen. How everyone was fed, how people were getting along, and everyone seemed happy. Then the person who made this possible left. They were confused because why would he leave? They wanted to make him king. They wanted more. They wanted him to take charge. They wanted him to change the world. They saw the power that was within Jesus. They wanted to harness that power and ensure that they would always be fed. Well, Jesus did change the world, just not in the way that they were expecting. You see, God works in many miracles. We read about them all the time throughout the Bible, but miracles still happen in our world today. Sometimes that's hard for us to believe or even comprehend or accept. When we see something that is, seems to be unbelievable, that there's no way that could happen, we want to know how it works. What are the mechanics? What are the ins and outs? We see something that seems miraculous, and then we start to study it, to, to figure out how it was possible. But sometimes there are certain things that cannot be explained, and we have to trust that God makes them happen. And I truly believe in miracles, not because I think I'm supposed to believe in miracles, but because I need to believe in them. I need to believe that God can do things that we cannot do. If I could do everything that God could do, if God acted in ways, only in ways that we can act, then we could be our own gods. But that would be a terrible idea. We try to do that now, right? We, we try to take control and to understand and, and to live our lives a certain way and trust in ourselves, our own power, our own abilities, our own strengths, even our own weaknesses. We try to create, but we fail over and over again. We fail because we start to judge others or exclude people because they don't live up to our standards or expectations. happens, when we fail over and over again as we try to be our own gods, the only thing left is to put trust in God. When we truly put our trust in God, we can turn our lives and our congregations over to the power that God has. And once we do that, amazing things can happen. God can feed so many on so little. God can comfort us when we have a broken heart. God can bring life out of death. God can help us when we need it. God can take our burdens away. With anything, God can accomplish because God has the power and the strength to do so. Even when we feel that there is nothing, God can take that and work with it. When we see nothing, we start to dismiss it. We laugh at it. We think it's worthless. But when God sees nothing, God says, let's get to work. 
Since I started here at Prince of Peace, I've had a number of people uh, come up to me and ask, so what are you going to do to turn things around at Prince of Peace? What is your plan? I don't have a plan. I have ideas, a ton of ideas. That's part of who I am. But I don't have a plan because the first thing that I need to do, the first thing that we need to do as a congregation is to turn our lives and to turn our congregation over to God. To lay our lives in this church at the foot of the cross. But that is hard. Because we ask, well, how are we going to do ministry if we don't have enough? I'm asked that all the time. And I believe that question comes from a mindset of scarcity instead of abundance. To wonder how God is to accomplish something is a mistake that we make over and over again. Because when we see a problem, at least I, I know when I see a problem, I ask myself, what do I need to do to fix that situation? What do I have to do to fix this? Well, if I take these three things and put them over here with these four things, then that is going to make everything okay. Or if I just take a little more money, take a little more time, say a few more prayers, then everything is going to be okay. But it's not up to us to fix things. It's not up to us to fix our, our lives or the congregation or the community or the world. Because if it's up to us, then we would fail. Instead, it needs to be up to God. There's no magic system or prayer to turn things around. We need to turn things over to God and let God work in our lives and in this church. You see, it was the disciples' own need for bread, for healing, for strength, that qualified them to participate in the feeding of the 5,000. It was their ability to put trust. Even though they asked the questions and they needed a little bit of time to figure things out, they put their trust in Jesus. They put their faith in this little boy who offered them everything that he had. He turned everything he had over to Jesus. He didn't say, oh, take only 10% of my bread and my fish and, and use that. He didn't say, well, take a couple of pieces of bread and, and maybe one of the fish because I need it just in case I run out of food. I need to make sure that I'm taken care of. Or to say, well, my family needs to the rest of the bread and the fish because we're going on vacation, so we need food for our journey. No, the boy turned everything he had to further the mission that Jesus was working on. So when we, as Prince of Peace Lutheran Church, when we lay everything we have at the foot of the cross, our time, our talents, our treasures, it is then that we will see the miracles in our lives and in the life of the congregation. When we come to the altar with open hearts, open hands, open lives, it is then that we will see the change in us. When we come to the altar, or we enter into the waters of baptism, we are then living the stories 
of Jesus. We are experiencing miracles right here and right now. You know, we come to church for support in our lives. We come to learn and to experience and to worship, to enliven our spirit. And we can sit at home like, and we can watch the sermon on Facebook or we can break out the hymnal and, and sing our songs at, at, at home. But here in this place, with the people sitting next to you, we can taste and touch and feel the love of God with our hands, with our hearts, with our mouths, with our bodies. We can support one another as we gather around the altar and taste the bread and drink the wine. This simple act of bread and wine has the power to change who we are from the very core of our souls. When we come to the table, we come on God's terms, not ours. Christ comes to us in a physical way. First to say no. No to our desire to take control. No to the people we wish we were or we wish we thought we were. So that we might hear Christ say to us yes to the person we already are. To the person whom Christ died whom he now gives the gift of bread and wine. So when all else fails, our relationships, our sources of security, our health, or even our life, when we fail, God promises to be with us. That promise was first given to us in our baptism and given to us again and again and again every time we gather around the altar and partake in this heavenly meal. We receive God's promise of grace and love. And that is a free gift from God to us.